0: We need birthday singers! Come on, people! We need birthday singers! Happy birthday! Today is my birthday! Yes, it is my birthday! There's someone in my house eating my birthday cake, and it's not me! Today is my birthday! Happy birthday! (laughs) No such thing! It's my birthday too! Don't need that, okay? Happy birthday to you! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Happy Movie Birthdays, my little podcast that celebrates movies on the anniversary of their release. You can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at Happy Movie B-Days. My name is, of course, Nathan Ulig, your host, and today we have another whopping double feature for you. I love it when this happens. I love finding out that two movies that I love just happen to come out on the exact same day. It's great stuff. So... Today, let us wish very happy movie birthdays to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Batman, which both turn 30 years old today. Let's kick things off with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I called the police. What's on your head? I was looking for the kids. We are in a coal mine? They're in the backyard. They are? Diane, I got something real important to tell you. That is the couch from the attic. You can see the marks where Quark chewed the arms. I found it on the floor. It's my thinking couch. Wayne, are you trying to tell me you did it? It works? The machine works? Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great. It's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. What? And the Thompson kids, too. They're about this big. They're in the backyard. What? Threw them out with the trash. Stay here. I'll get the door. Yes? Did, uh, you report some missing children? Oh, there must be some mistake. Ours are in the backyard. Right, honey? She's wh- Thank you. Released in the U.S. on June 23, 1989, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is directed by Joe Johnson and stars Rick Moranis, Matt Frewer, Marissa Strassman, and Christine Sutherland. Now, the movie was originally written by and it was going to be directed by Stuart Gordon, who is a, a horror movie director, probably best known for Reanimator. It certainly would have been interesting to see how a horror director like him worked on a family-friendly Disney movie. Uh, But he had to drop out due to some kind of an illness, and the directing duties went to uh, Joe Johnson, who I am a big fan of. Johnson started out as a special effects guy. He was one of the original industrial light and magic effects guys who worked on Star Wars in 1977 and helped build ILM through the 80s and worked on a ton of great effects heavy movies. This was his directorial debut and a perfect choice for it since the movie is very special effects heavy. It makes sense to have someone who is very familiar with the techniques needed, and it turns out great. The movie looks fantastic. He, of course, went on to direct movies like October Sky, the first Captain America movie, Jumanji, which is a great flick, and, of course, one of my all-time favorites, The Rocketeer. So, as the movie title might suggest, it's about a scientist who accidentally shrinks his kids. Wayne Zelensky is a work-at-home, wacky scientist working on his new invention, a shrink ray that will take an object and shrink it down to mere millimeters. I don't think they ever really address exactly why he decided to create this particular machine. Like, what exactly are the practical applications for it? I mean, I know there's a ton of uses you could get with it, but that's never really addressed in the film. It's just a minor thing that's always kind of picked at my brain about the movie. Anyway, he has two kids and a wife that's kind of estranged. strange, they've been having troubles but are trying to work it out, especially with the kids still at home. They also have their next door neighbors, much more of a typical wholesome American family. The dad is of course always annoyed with his weird and loud scientist neighbor. They also have two kids but are having, you know, some family drama of their own. Anyway, Selinsky has a shrink ray. He's working on it, but it doesn't work. It's constantly making things explode. And one day while he's off uh, doing science stuff, uh, one of the neighbor boys accidentally hits a baseball through the attic window where his lab is and hits the shrink ray and accidentally, you know, turns it on and just by coincidence makes it work properly. So when the kids go up to retrieve the baseball, boom, they're all shrunk. Nick! You guys are hiding up here. It's not funny. Nick, you know what Dad said. You're not supposed to be playing up here. What happened? Amy! Ross! Amy! Nicky. Ron? Nick, what happened? We're all the size of boogers. Be quiet, Cork! Nick, what did you do? Me! It his balls! Shut up, Wimp! We have to get Dad. He'll know what to do. Now, the dad gets home, cleans up the attic, unaware that the four shrunken kids get literally swept up in his cleaning, are thrown out to the curb with the trash, and now have to make the long, treacherous trek through the backyard, back to the house, and hopefully get unshrunk. Of course, they go through plenty of scary adventures along the way. They befriend an ant. They're fighting off bees and scorpions and sprinklers and lawnmowers. It is absolutely fantastic and while they're lost all the parents come together once they realize what's happened and by the time everyone gets back together all the family's thankful not to have lost anyone big happy ending for everyone the uh, spoiler alert it has a happy ending a Disney movie has a happy ending sorry I ruined it for you now it was a pretty big hit they ended up doing a couple of sequels which suck and even a television show which, from what little I've seen of it, also sucks. There was even a Disneyland attraction called Honey, We Shrunk the Audience, which sounds fun, but I never got a chance to experience it myself. I'm sure I can, you know, find a video of it on YouTube or something. Okay guys, let's get moving. Can't be much farther. Can we sleep just a little longer? Something's very weird here. What is it? Earthquake! No worse! Lawnmower! But I absolutely love this movie. I grew up with it. It's so imaginative and fun to watch. I don't know if this movie has ever gotten a Blu-ray release. I desperately want to see this movie again in HD on my 4K TV with all the great visual effects. It would look so much more amazing than it did watching it on recorded off TV VHS in the early 90s. I'll tell you, their size, that backyard is like 10 miles, giant blades of grass, huge insects. It's a jungle out there. They're gonna head right for the house. Yeah, you're probably right. No! no! Help me! To the no Dad! Just gotta keep our eyes open. This is an absolute must-watch if you have kids. And if you show it to your kids and they don't like it, you should seriously consider putting them up for adoption. And hey, speaking of kids with no parents, another happy movie birthday to Batman, which also turns 30 years old today. Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! Don't kill me! Don't kill me, man! I'm not going to kill you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Also released in the US on June 23rd, 1989, Batman is directed by Tim Burton and stars Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and Kim Basinger. This was the first real big screen adaptation of Batman, a character that had been around for a long time. Batman as a character just celebrated its 80th anniversary, which uh, means it had to have been around 50 years when the movie came out, thank you math. Batman had appeared in Sunday morning serials and the famous 60s television show with Adam West, which also had its own movie, but this was the first time they had done a big Hollywood production of the character, kind of similar to what they had done with Superman about ten years earlier. See that thing on my belt? Grab it. Whatever you do, don't let go. No blood. Hey, who is this guy? Check his wallet. Wait a minute. What is that? Some kind of buddy armor. He's human after all. Take off the mask. Directed, of course, by Tim Burton, who had worked in animation before and directed a few live-action films, most notably Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice. So it was clear he had an interesting visual style. He's, of course, gone on to direct many well-known films, some really good, some extremely awful, but Batman, I think, is definitely in the, more the top tier of his best movies. Now, top billing actually goes to Jack Nicholson, which makes sense. He's by far the biggest name in the movie. He's a huge A-lister, multiple Oscar winner, and he does a great job as the Joker, one of the great movie villain roles, not just superhero movies, but for just movies in general. Don't bother. Your life won't be worth spit! I've been dead once already. It's very liberating. You should think of it as, uh, therapy. (laughs) Jack, listen. Maybe we can cut a deal. Jack. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. Now of course being a big star he could demand a big salary but actually ended up taking a smaller upfront fee for a percentage of the box office which ended up working in his favor. The movie was a massive hit so he made bank off of the movie and merchandise sales. Now I don't know how true this is but I've heard he also gets revenue from any time the Joker character is used in feature film adaptations, again I don't know if that's accurate or just a rumor, but if it is true, holy crap, that dude has tons of money. Now Kim Basinger plays Vicky Vale, the main love interest in the movie, the part was originally cast with Sean Young from Blade Runner but right before filming started she got in a horse riding accident and broke her collarbone and couldn't do the movie so they got Basinger instead. It always sucks hearing stories like that, having to drop out of a film due to something completely out of your control and then it goes on to be this massive hit. Apparently the horse riding training was for a scene in the movie which ended up being cut from the script anyway. So, yeah, that sucks. But you know, I'd probably feel a little more sorry for Sean Young if it turned out she wasn't kind of crazy when Batman Returns was casting. Apparently, she was dead set on being Catwoman. To the point of dressing in a homemade costume and stalking Tim Burton's office on the studio lot. Uh, Yeah, definitely not the way to win over a director for a role, I can tell you that much. Now, the music in this movie also ended up playing a big role. Danny Elfman, who at the time was mainly known as a member of Oingo Boingo, but had done a couple of movie scores. He did the score for Batman, and it's great. He's been a constant Tim Burton collaborator. Some of the work he's done since then is also just amazing. But also, there was plenty of pop songs throughout the film provided by Prince. Now, I am not a huge Prince fan. I like Prince just fine, Um, but out of his kind of discography, is that the right term? Um, I'd say his songs from Batman are among some of my personal favorite. Oh, and I haven't even talked about Michael Keaton yet. Jeez. Uh, So yeah, Michael Keaton, of course, plays Batman, and was uh, kind of an odd choice at the time. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Michael Keaton is an extraordinary actor. I love his work, but when he was cast, he was really only known for comedies and, you know, more light-hearted kind of roles, he wasn't an action star in any way whatsoever. He had worked with Burton be- right before this uh, in Beetlejuice, but was such a surprise choice and really shocking that the studio, you know, went with him. But, hey, everything worked out in the end, except for Michael Keaton getting robbed of his Oscar for Birdman. I'm still f***ing pissed about that. Let's move on. Gotta move on. Life goes on. Let me tell you about this guy I know, Jack. Mean kid. Bad seat. Hurt people. I like him already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem was? He got sloppy. You know? Crazy. He started to lose it. He had a head full of bad wiring, I guess. Couldn't keep it straight up here. He was the kind of guy who couldn't hear the train till it was two feet from him. Hmm. You know what happened to this guy, Jack? Yeah. What? He made mistakes. And then he had shot! A... Now. now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. (laughs) Never rub another man's rhubarb. (laughs) But anyway. Batman would go on to be one of, if not Warner Brothers' biggest franchise... the the history of their studio. It's gone through so many different permutations over the decades, but the 89 Burton Batman, I think, remains one of the most memorable still after, you know, 30 years. So, today, let's all celebrate and wish a very happy movie birthday to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Batman. This has been Happy Movie Birthdays. The show is conceived, written, produced, and hosted by me, Nathan Ulick. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email me at happymoviebirthdays at gmail.com or follow the show on Twitter at Happy days Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening.